Welcome to episode 317. That's three. It's one. It's seven. Welcome to the ENS Labs podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined. Hopefully, it's been a while. It's been a long minute. Mr. Liam Keane, come in. Kino. It's been too long, my friend. How are uh, you? I'm very, very good. I'm a little bit jet lagged. I'll be honest. I was a. Uh, Staring at the wall at uh, two, three, four o'clock this morning, just struggling to get to sleep. But I'm calm. I'm ready. It's it's about. I feel like it's eight a.m. We're actually recording at about nearly three p.m. this afternoon. But it's uh, it's not great, mate. I need to get some sleep at some point. It's just the jet lag. It's getting, it's getting and sleeping at normal times. And I'm finding it very difficult. Maybe maybe that with the age. It could well, be that. it's funny you mentioned the age. Um, yes. You are you are one year older. Um, I did, you I are did turn, 53. I did turn a new number at, uh, while I was there last week. 50, 53 years old. Um, congratulations. Um, ten, 10 years younger, a little, little bit of Botox. <laughs> well, they, they do say it does wonders for the face, don't they? Oh, it does. Um, oh, it does. <laughs> hopefully you get some good good stuff soon, mate. <laughs> um, no, I mean, did you enjoy your, your birthday, your trip away? How was it? The birthday was low-key, to be honest. It was nice. It's fine. And yes, I was away in the US of A, and the, the three international breaks that have come back to back to back, by the way, thank God, thank God that we're over with them now, because um, they're kind of annoying. But yeah, I guess this is the this is the issue when you marry someone from another country, Kino, and you know, it's good for, for your, your better half that, you know, she's got all her family close to her. So when you're doing family meetups, etc., it's uh, it's 15, 20 minutes journey across, job done, get back into, into Shea Kino. Uh, I've got I've got a six thousand mile round trip, so when we can get across, we do. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of family meetings, friends meetings. I think every day we were there for about nine, ten days, and yeah, every single um, every single day was packed full. And of course, the problem is, especially when you're abroad and you're meeting people, it's always around a meal. That's what I find. Anyway, it's always around a meal. You always so. I've just eaten so much, and I feel so gross. Sounds like heaven to me. To, Pardon? Sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Well, I'll take your place Jude, next time. Old school Judah would be there with, with, you know, happy days. He'd be there an hour and a half early to get to have, have his seconds. But, um, yeah, I definitely need to start working out. It was a, We started pretty good, four or five days of, of uh, gym work, and then the last two or three days just went. So, yeah, I need to... I need to get myself sorted out. But no, it's good, mate. Thanksgiving, of course, out there as well. So hence why we do Thanksgiving abroad and then we do Christmas here. That's normally the arrangement. So yeah, it was it was it was lovely. And then we got in yesterday morning, uh, about eleven, twelve o'clock. Um, and then we were actually I was actually I was actually at a concert last night, mate. Wow, I, I, considering you're jet lagged, I'm surprised that you, you decided to do that. I know why. Well, I, I tell you, I mean, people don't really want to know. They're not that bothered, really. But I was at the O2 Arena to see. You might have heard of it. I'm not quite sure. It's more, it's again poppy. It's poppy. Well, I don't know. I say poppy. There's some decent songs in there. Anne Marie, you know Anne Marie. I do. I do know who Anne Marie is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's, okay. She's all right. Not really my kind of style, but I don't. You know, I've got nothing against the lady. I'm sure she's what lovely. Was, what was the um, What's the big hit that she had? I've forgotten now. Was it got, um... I'm not sure it exists. Oh wow! wow. Oh, I didn't no, mean that's... that. You know what? I didn't even mean that. that was, I just couldn't why? help it. Why? I didn't even you, mean um... it. I didn't even mean it. She seems like a lovely lady. I don't know why I did it. 
Let me let me Google now because I did I do remember it when it came. No, she's she's had a handful of songs that have done well in the charts, but let's be honest, the competition is not exactly high, is it? No, well, I mean, I guess I guess you're right. I mean, it's it's pretty harsh from you, but that's fine. Uh, but no, well, um, long story short, so we've got a couple of really uh, really friendly with our, a couple of the dancers who one of the dancers was, was dancing for her last night. She's a lovely girl called Renee. And Anders, who is one of the, they're both little mixed dancers. Uh, well, they dance all over the place. But basically, he was with us watching because uh, he wasn't he wasn't dancing for her, and she was on. She, fantastic dancer, amazing. Went to went to Lipper actually, uh, Liverpoolian mate. So you'll know you'll know close. Uh, what both city? The the, uh, the city that we uh, we got our degrees from, and uh, so she they've been together for like about I don't know three years now, whatever. And the surprise was on stage. He went on stage last night during the concert, twenty minutes in, and, and proposed to her oh, in the middle yeah. of the set. Oh, that's quite sweet. Fair play. You know, forty, thirty, forty thousand people there, and, and gets down on one knee. So we were there to support them and and watch the show. And uh, no, it was good, mate. It was it was very enjoyable. But yeah, I, I am struggling today. But look, nothing will keep us away from the potty. And of course, it's your day off as well. And the peeps want to know before we before we get into the down and dirty. And it is dirty, by the way. Um, how was Ireland? How was your wedding? You went to where? Where was it again? Where well, was it? Where was it in? What was yeah, the place? Yeah, I, I, I spent the um, as you know, you clearly didn't. I spent the weekend in Muff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Any dive bars there? Oh, mate, plenty. <laughs> right, so uh, no, it was uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. We went over Friday. I bet it, I bet it was yeah, amazing, mate. mate. Superb. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, weather was weather was great. It was a bit wet in Muff on Sunday, but um, oh, no, but, so, so mate, no, but it was raining. As you people, know. people, I'm not joking. Are sending us stuff because this. I mean, the spot. I, I don't understand it all, but you know, we're on Spotify and we're on iTunes and all that kind of you know whatever it is. Um, Apple Podcasts and and people are getting these these notifications, aren't they? With how many minutes they've listened to, and and thankfully, you know, we're at the top of someone some people's uh, playlist. And then you come with that sordid line. That's not what people are here to listen. No, but it was raining. Proper, proper professional analysis. No, 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 it was raining. You see, that's the that's that's what I'm talking about. It was raining. You've had that gag written down for eight days. (laughs) You've you've tweeted me. You've DM'd me privately with it, saying, "Can I get away with this?" You've got. I've seen you. I've seen your scripted notes here. It's there, highlighted. It's um, look. No more, no more smut. Okay. Muff, Muff, Muff was lovely. Okay, look, I'm just saying the name of the place. So yeah, we we flew into Belfast on a Friday, um, hired a car, drove mm. down, um, <laughs> entered Muff. Difficult now, isn't it? Difficult. It's now. really difficult now. Yeah. Um, but no, we were, we were in Derry um, on the uh, on the Friday night. My cousin's what was she like? house. <laughs> Mate, that's bad. That's poor. Um, nice city. I've not been there since I was really young, so it was nice to go back. And then, um, and then, yeah, was was staying in Muff and um, my uncle's pub in Muff, mm. which is called. Yeah. It's a great name. It's stop called... saying. Stop saying. Stop saying the it's name. What? It's please. in Muff. That's you'll what... be taken more. You'll be taken more seriously. Look, we've got we've got new owners listening to this, mate. The, 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 the seven <laughs> minutes in, they're going. They're going. They're not is, listening this, to this. this. They're not listening the to this rubbish. Listen to Wolf's podcast in the country, and uh, and they're going, "What's this crap? What is it?" Surprisingly, it does all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm shocked as well. Uh, no, so the 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 pub, uh, great name is called the Squealing Pig. Okay. Uh, 
god. On Bean's Zoo. Just, that's the, that's just, the name. Just, get, just, just carry on with the story. Um, anyway, long story short, it was mm. uh, it was great. Went over, saw a load of family, had a little bit of sightseeing while we were there. Then it's a nice, um, yeah, go out with some food with all the cousins and that. And um, drank a lot, and I mean a lot, oh. of beverages. It was, oh. especially that Saturday in the pub, it was heavy. And I assume the creamy black good stuff as well. Oh, mate, honestly. Was it as good was it as good if not better than when we were there pre season? I wouldn't say better, but I'd okay. say it was up there. It was, oh, like, was, it was it it was good, real good. And I was I think I synced maybe ten or eleven on Saturday night. Ten or eleven? Yeah. I mean I had other I had I was having Sambuca shots and Oh Kino. Um, oh and some of this you might like this, I don't know if this is up your street. Tequila cool. Rose. And, and oh, absolutely dreadful. I mean, Lovely. that's like the lowest of the low. I know. There's, I, there's... I can't drink normal tequila though. It's not for me. So I have. But I've told you, there's the good, there's, there's the crap tequila, and then there's the tequila that I'm going to introduce you to, which is you know you hardly taste it, which is which is the good stuff, not the one with the sombrero hat that you get behind <laughs> Tesco. You know, that's my level this, though. This is uh, no, this is proper stuff. Oh, mate, no tequila rose. That's almost just a step up, but it's still disgusting. It's just well, it's just like a sweet liqueur. It's not really. A tequila. Oh yeah, it's just like a tequila. It's like a milkshake. Um, it's a milkshake, exactly. Uh, but uh, again, yeah. it's ten or eleven. Yeah, Plus, was... I mean, you must have been absolutely off your trolley. And well, the night, well, I can handle it a bit better than you, to be fair. That's um, true. The the night before, in the, my cousin's house. I mean, he, him, and his fiance now wife had gone out and bought a load of stuff. So I mean, we got there and there was people everywhere, and it was all. All the drinks were free because they just bought everything. So there was crates and crates and crates of oh, beer everywhere. There was bottles. Together, and, I mean, I absolutely smashed it all free of charge. And there was Pringles. Went mental, mate. Um, <laughs> Sour cream and onion, obviously. <laughs> that were, yeah, that probably is my number no. one. Yeah, that probably is it's my number one. It's got to be your number one. Yeah, that or maybe Texas barbecue. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you that second for me. Yeah, um, anyone who goes ready salted, I, I just I, no, no, just, no, 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 no. Salt and vinegar no, no. over ready salted every day of the week. Um, yeah, depends, depends, ask Jamie O'Hara. Um, <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. but was the um, was the wedding? Was it full on kind of band? Was it was it Irish folk band? What was it? So we weren't actually at the wedding itself. We were only at the the dudes. Oh, wow, we didn't get invited. We, we, did, to we didn't. Get, we didn't. We didn't make the the grade for that. So it was. Um, so you got invited to the, the shindig before on the night before. No, 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 no. That was the night. No, they did it during the day on Friday, and then we went right. in the evening on Friday. So it was the evening of, and then the following day as well. But yeah, ah, they. Okay. I think they they were planning a big thing, and then I think you know. Like everyone is struggling with cash, they decided to save money and uh, do a small ceremony and then invite everyone to the parties afterwards. So that's the way they uh, they chose to do it. But yeah, a real good laugh, and um, yeah, had a funny uh, a funny taxi journey back to uh, back to Muff with my um, with Rosie and, and my cousin and his wife. And my cousin was he was in his mid thirties, was oh, hello, absolutely go. gone. I mean, oh, really? was, I mean, I was gone, but he was on another level gone. I oh, mean, he was. No. I, I mean, the, the the dairy accident was a very strong accident, anyway. But he, he was, was strong. He was chatting to me. Uh, I mean, I'm luckily I've been around them enough where I could I understand it. But he was slurring all over the place. Oh and, no! I mean, it was hilarious. Oh, so I'm surprised the taxi picked him up. I know. Had a good time, mate. Had a good time. It was. Uh, it's been nice. And then this week, just yeah, using time up and yeah, getting ready for a house move. Hopefully. Oh baby, um, can we can we hear more about the house move next week? Because I feel like eleven minutes twenty in, we need to get into some football. Uh, I completely agree, but I'll leave you with this. Go on. Potentially next week's oh. potty, I might be in the house. Oh, or if not, maybe the week week after. If not, it's going to be New Year and I'm going to be fuming. But oh, mate. we'll see how it goes, and I'll leave it at that. We've 
I love that. So we could be, we could be. Well, I'm going to say we'll do the podcast from there next week, but I'm not sure Wi-Fi will be horrendous there. So you'll probably be doing it in the office. Uh, it depends if we set it up in time. Okay, <laughs> if, we, okay. if we get it ready, it's potential. Okay. I like it. Okay, mate. Oh, well, happy days. Let's let's fingers crossed that happens for Yao. Right, we were both off for the game. Um, brilliant cover by Mr. Matthew Mayer for the Fulham game. Uh, but we did. We were both watching it. I was watching it um, in my hotel room at the Four Seasons, and um, and you were watching it from um, from your um, sister's bedroom. So Basement. it was a uh, Fulham three, <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers two. Uh, Akina, I mean, let's just, I'll, leave, I'll, let the, I'll let you talk. I don't want to really go systematically through the game because it's a little bit old school now, but of course, still, I, I'm, just, I'm lost for words every single week. I thought we had one week where everything went okay and we weren't talking about it and then we're back to not just square one, but, but way, way, probably the, probably the worst game of the season from that point of view and another telling game that's unfortunately led to uh to always not picking up any points so yeah just you know you've had time to to get your thoughts together i'll, I'll leave because you were very strong on it on the night as, as you should be the, the days afterwards i'll leave the floor to you to discuss your your thoughts on on monday night football yeah it's funny that you open that question with you know it feels like this is an even bigger step back um, as you can probably tell from the first 11 minutes of this podcast, we don't do a lot of planning. And, uh, <laughs> and I've got two pages worth of notes here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but we don't talk about it. It's true. Um, and, and that was exactly the feeling I had actually early today, is that this feels like the worst position we've got to, not just Wolves-related, but I think as a game with VAR and refereeing mm. decisions, uh, because it is across the game. Now, Wolves have been on the, the wrong end of far, far too many of these decisions. But it isn't only Wolves, as I've, I think we've tried to highlight in this podcast and in videos and analysis of, of the situation. I mean, look at Newcastle the other night um, against PSG. Now, I understand that's a UEFA competition. It's slightly different. But my God, that is an absolutely atrocious penalty decision mm-hmm. to stop them getting a win at PSG. So um, it isn't only Wolves, but we're here to talk about Wolves. And, and once again, I can use the word shafted. Wolves have been done over by um, terrible, terrible decisions and what I think is a terrible use of the rules and, and the technology that we've got at our fingertips. I think that it comes down to four real situations, doesn't it? I think Gary Neal went through this sort of, um, you know, assessed them all after the game as well. And I, Very I well, by the way. I, yeah, I yeah, I think that's a fair point. I, I tweeted that at the time. I thought his, particularly his Sky interview, because obviously I wasn't there for the, you know, the press conference and everything, but his Sky interview was very measured, cool, calm, collected at a time when, I mean, let's, without being disrespectful, you look at, how Mikel Arteta reacted recently and maybe went a little bit overboard, a little mm-hmm. bit embarrassing at times. And, mm-hmm. and Gary Neal certainly wasn't that. So credit to him. But let's go maybe through these four situations and, and see what we think. Um, the first one, the Nelson Semedo penalty situation. It's one of those situations, and I think Gary Neal actually said this himself, where you've given the referee a decision to make. Because it is a little bit naive. Mm-hmm. I think he's jumped into a challenge. It's a little bit silly. On first viewing, at live viewing, watching it on TV, I thought, oh, God, that's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Watching the first couple of replays, if I'm being perfectly honest, I, I didn't really change my mind. And I've since seen replays of it, I think, better angles. And I've seen the replay. Yeah. I think Neil Cutler posted a, 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 um, a, a replay on his Twitter account, which I thought was a really good replay, actually. And he quite clearly gets the ball before there's any contact. Um, he actually plays the ball onto uh, the player as well, I believe, from what I can tell. Into, onto Kearney, isn't it, at the time? So, mm-hmm. um, for me, not a penalty. I can understand why the referee's given it in real time. 
I don't think it's as big a howler as some of the ones Wolves have had in previous games. But for me, not a penalty. VR should overturn it. I think we're probably agreed on that one, do you think? 100%. I think when you see those replays... And look, you know, you, you if, we, if we're talking about the situation play by play... You mentioned there, Liam, that you've seen a couple of replays and you still didn't think you still thought it was a penalty. So, why do you think VAR have had, if they saw a couple of replays, still thought it was a penalty? Are you giving them the benefit of the doubt, or are you saying it's a disgrace? Because, like you say, are they? I assume they're seeing a lot more replays than than me and you, and they're seeing, you know, what Neil Cutler's posted. Those they're seeing every single angle, and for them to still make that decision, which, by the way. They took a long time to make. Yeah, agreed. this wasn't a yeah. quick decision, so they must have looked and looked and looked and just, and you know, you just know what decision they're going to come up with, regardless. Yeah, no, exactly. No, I think um, I, to some extent I can understand, but I don't think I can give the benefit of the doubt because when I say I saw a couple of replays and still thought it was a penalty or at least borderline, I'm talking the first couple on the TV as I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. And then I see the third one come in during while I'm watching it within a couple of minutes and think, mm, actually, I'm not sure. I go from not sure to, no, actually, this is definitely not a penalty. I've seen enough replays now. So I can understand why they are at first, you know, take their time. But as you just said there, they took a long time to make this decision and they should be coming to what I believe is the right one, which is not a penalty. So it's frustrating, it's disappointing, but it's, it's not as big a howler as some of the other ones. But in the context of what happened in the rest of the game, it feels pretty... Pretty painful to to have that given. Um, it's interesting as well that that one and the Jao Gomez one, which we'll come on to, as well as the Huang one against Newcastle and the, um, the Fabio one against Sheffield United, all four of them are situations where the player is maybe been a bit naive, could have cleared the ball quicker, could have been a, a bit cl- more clever with how they dealt with the ball. So I think that's a fair criticism to make, while also saying that none of them should have been penalties. So... Mm. I think that one's that one. It, it speaks for itself, really. Um, I forget in the game which one came first, with the Vinicius one or the Huang penalty. But let's go with Huang first, because one, the, the, you know, the situation it's with penalties. Huang, Huang first. Yeah. It is Huang. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, obviously, the penalty was was given. I think rightly so. A lot of the arguments from Gary Neal, that's all Max Kilman talking about it. A few other people is that uh, Reem should have received a second yellow card. Um, for anyone who isn't aware, the rules um, uh, alongside red cards when penalties are given is it has to be a genuine attempt for the ball and if it is it's a yellow card if it's not a genuine attempt for the ball it's it's a red card obviously he was already booked I don't feel as aggrieved with this one as I do with others mm-hmm. but watching it to the letter of the law if we're being specific it's it, is, it is a second booking it it's is a, a second booking I'm, 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 I can't argue against that it is a second booking but it's almost, because of the way the game ended, it almost falls... And I think the Kilman and Vinicius one's actually more of a, a howler, which we'll come on to. Because of the way that the game unfolded, I don't feel as aggrieved by it. Um, but, yeah, it's a booking and, and, and he should be off. So I don't quite know how they've missed that. And, and, and to be honest, I don't think this is them looking at it. And I might be totally wrong here. I'm not in the VR I'm not in Stockley Park. But I don't think, from my personal opinion, that they have looked at that and decided it isn't a yellow card. I genuinely think it's an oversight. I don't think they've. I think they've, they've focused so much on the penalty that they've not even thought for a second about that. I might be totally wrong. There might be some audio coming out in the next month or so, and it might you might hear them talking about. You know, is it a second booking? I don't know. But looking at it, how quickly the decision was made it wasn't quick, but it was certainly quicker than than the Smedo one. I think anyway. Um, 
I, I just think that it's a, it's oversight and they've overlooked it and it just comes down to again a little bit of incompetence and just genuine quality of officiating if I'm being perfectly honest um but I think we're we're probably agreed on that one as well it's a booking 100% and do you want to go do you want to before you go to um Zhao Gomez do you want to discuss Vinicius Kilman yeah, definitely. Um, Kilman, you know, there's some quotes coming out today actually from him saying that he was probably a bit too nice and maybe being a bit too honest, and and that is that is accurate. Um, we know Kilman as a person, as a player, as a character is a really nice guy, friendly guy, good to work with. He's not the loudest of characters. He's not he's not incredibly aggressive as a player. Um, by the way, I think he's been excellent for quite a long time this season actually. So this is not a criticism of the way he's played. There is a small criticism here to say that. Should you just play the game and go down? And yes, it's a bit embarrassing. Like Lewis Cook got sent off at Bournemouth. Look at the way Huang reacted. I don't like that. I don't like what Huang did, but it got the job done. Mm-hmm. Now that is a small criticism there, where I think Kilmer should probably be a bit more clever, be and, and probably go down and get him sent off. Because if he goes down, that's a red card. But I can't, I can't sit here and wholeheartedly, fully criticise Max Kilmer for not going down, because. He's just playing the game the way that he plays the game, and the rules should be the rules. They shouldn't they shouldn't change based on a, on a player's reaction. It's clearly a headbutt, regardless of how aggressive the headbutt it is. He hasn't isn't like he's brushed him. He has made contact forehead onto nose. It's a headbutt. The letter of the law. It's a red card. And the the according to Gary Neal anyway, the validation for not giving or the reason for not giving a red card is that it was a soft headbutt. I mean, I've never heard a phrasing of a soft headbutt in football. It's absolutely ludicrous. Um, I think it's unfair to to place the blame at Max Kilman's feet and say that he should have gone down. You're encouraging, essentially what VAR is doing there is encouraging players to play up, uh, to play act, to, to cheat almost, is what okay. VAR and referees are encouraging players to do, which is the, the opposite have... of what they oh, should sorry. be doing. No, sorry, it's sorry. the opposite of what they should, should be doing. Kilman, yes, probably could be a bit more, a bit cuter about it, a bit smarter about it, and probably getting sent off. But it's not Kilman's responsibility to get a player sent off. It's his responsibility to play the game, and it's the official's responsibility to get the right decision. And, and I agree with that. However, Liam, you know, and I both know that. And Gary O'Neill, I, I get it, defended Max, and, and not defended him as in like it was his fault, but you know, said he was playing the game as it should be played. I'm not going to ding him for for doing that. But you know that. As you've just said, if he goes down, it's a red card. It's sim- simple as. And Wolves don't lose that game. In fact, they've got a good chance to potentially win it, but they don't lose that game. It's just not going to happen. The rules aren't going to change for people to stand up on the feet. They're not going to be credited in the next six, 12 months, two years, three years of, of staying on the feet and then carrying on and, and making decisions regardless. It's just not going to happen. So for me, you've got to go down because the laws allow that. The laws say, and the, and the rules of the game... And the way that VAR is is interpreted these days, that you've got to go down, you've got to do it, you've got to make a show. The 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 rules of the game and the situation with VAR has made it uh, these situations a laughing stock. Where you know that you never Max Kilman's a six foot six foot four strapping lad. Of course he's not going to go down when he's brushed his nose. But you've got to do it. You've got to do it within the rules. You have to do it because if you don't do it, you're leaving yourself open to a situation like that. And it's disgusting and it's gross and it's not football and it's pathetic. But unfortunately, that, the way of the game means you've got to do it and you continue to do it. And I, won't, I, I think that any kind of touch 
any any situation that you can contrive to get you know another player sent off. Unfortunately, you've got to do it because I tell you what, because the next time Wolves are playing Arsenal on Sunday, and um, let's say I don't know, um, Huang Hee Chan gets up and just gives a little brushes Zinchenko's cheek. I tell you what, he's rolling down. He's he's doing four. Um, somersault and Wolves are down to 10 and it's I hate the way that the game is but unfortunately that's got to continue until there's something that changes and so for me if, if the next thing next time that happens on Saturday if Max happens to Max Kill on Saturday and he doesn't go down and Wolves and, and Arsenal get away with it I'm sorry I, I, I can't defend it because I think it's got to happen I, I, I've got I'm sorry I'm telling him to go down yeah, it's a really weird one. This because I, I don't disagree. The rules, with... the rules, the rules aren't there to protect the players in that situation for the person who's actually taking the moral high ground. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't disagree with any of it. That's that's the weird thing about this situation because everything you just said there, I, I completely agree with. You, you go down, you play the game, yeah, not in the way it should be played, but the way that unfortunately is reality, and the player gets sent off. But my issue here is that VAR and the referees are essentially encouraging players to cheat or to play act or to to play up to situations and I don't think that's in the spirit of, of football and then you will have you might have a young boy or a girl watching this who's going to go do the same thing you know in their Sunday league game uh, at the weekend they see the way Huang went down this isn't a criticism of Huang this is just an example with with you know a player a Wolves player that did go down the way Huang went went down dramatically yes they got the red card. Wolves actually went on to win that game, and maybe they wouldn't have done if it was down to if it was still eleven players versus eleven. But I don't like that in the spirit of the game. And maybe short term Wolves are going to suffer. Maybe long term Max Kilman's actions are going to are going to help. I don't know, but I don't like the criticism of him when, it, for me, it's VAR aren't failing to do its job in getting a player sent off. But it happens every single game, Liam. You see this. Okay, you don't see a headbutt, and you see a player stand up, but. You see a strong tackle and you see a player screaming in agony and then he's up a second later. But has, has the guy got booked? Has he got booked? Oh, no, he's fine. Okay, let's carry on. So it happens on all areas of the field. Okay, maybe not a headbutt, but this is systematically happening throughout the game and will continue to happen in the game. They're trying to pull a fast one on the referee. You know, so, no, no, you know, no I, I, I agree. Slowing the game down, getting a get, get you know, um, it, it's all tactical. And, and yes, I completely agree that ethically it's wrong. But this is happening every single day of every single week in every single game that we see. It's just that this was magnified from a from a soft, in inverted commas, headbutt situation yeah. in this circumstance. No, I agree. But also, for me, that's an opportunity for VAR to send the right message. It's the opportunity for Kilman to react the way he did, mm-hmm. VAR to see that and say, no, regardless of his reaction, that's a red card. Mm-hmm. And they they send the right message to those kids watching by sending him off regardless of Kilman's reaction. So um, it's, it's it's a real strange one. to It's almost a mind-boggling one because I completely agree with everything you're saying that he he has to go down because he has to get the player sent off and give Wolves the advantage. That's the, the, the reality of modern football and the way that the modern football is played. But I also don't, I don't feel comfortable criticising him for something that I think is a bit ridiculous and soft. And, you know, I, I mean, even though... You know, I'm not as old as you. I'm a little, I'm a little bit old school in my, um, in, in my feelings around football. I, I want players. I like these these hard men characters. I want players to go in, into into rough tackles, get up and play the game. I, I, I don't want to be honest. If I'm being brutally honest, 
I don't actually think a player, I don't really want a player to be sent off for what Vinicius did. I didn't think it was actually that bad. But in the laws of the game, being specific to how reality, the reality of modern football is, that's a red card. That's a VAR mistake. In the way, in the, in the way the game should be played, Kilman should go down. But regardless of that, he should be sent off anyway. If that happens on Saturday, though, let's say Max Kilman has exactly the same situation and Martinelli goes and has a soft headbutt, do you think he does exactly the same thing? It's a tough. It's a tough question to it's ask. It's a tough one. Yeah, it really yeah. is because you know he's only human. 20, 20, 20 second minute, he gets he's, up from a strong. He, he's only human. It's going to be on his mind, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be on his mind, and it'd be interesting to see what the messages from Gary O'Neill have been during the week about that, and what his, what you know the players think about it, and maybe I'm, I'm sure there's teammates that he's got. That's an interesting that, poll. That say to him, why didn't you go down? I might put that poll out today that if that situation happened again. Should should he go down? And I think probably the majority would say yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Um, and to be honest, as I was just saying, I think there's probably players in the dressing room that, that are probably thinking that, whether they mm. say it themselves or, or think it privately, that I wish he'd gone down. Um, Gary O'Neill obviously publicly defended him on that on that front, but I don't know what he might have said to him during the week. Mm. It'll be really interesting if and when that does happen again to Max and, and how he reacts to it. But yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of an uncomfortable one for me because I I, I sort of... I, could, I totally understand both sides of the argument, but for me, the, the, the one constant in this argument is it's a, a VAR mistake. Okay, let's move on to Jao Gomez because uh, we did talk about that a lot. But I think it was a you know probably a, a huge talking point actually with all the VAR situation yeah. that the, the, the Kilman no red was was fascinating to me. Uh, so so yeah, Jao Gomez to finish off. Yeah, and this and this I use the same phrase again. Really encouraging players to to play a challenge or play up to a, a decision or a moment. And it, it, there's a few things that come into this. Only, what, two, three weeks ago, a month after the, the Newcastle situation, um, Howard Webb was on Sky and they were going through that situation saying how it shouldn't have been a penalty and all these other you know, situations with VAR over, the, over, over that you know, preceding month. Mm-hmm. And the advice, I think loose advice is probably a good way of phrasing it, that Howard Webb has given to his referees is that just because there's contact in the box doesn't always mean it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Bear that in mind when they then give this penalty. So the first thing I'll say, and I said this previously about the Tomato one and the other situations, is yes, again, it's a little bit naive from Jao Gomez. He's taken too long on the ball. He's been blindsided a little bit with the way that uh, the player, is Harry Wilson, isn't it, who comes in? Um, yeah. yeah, a little bit blindsided by that to deal with the ball a bit better. Yeah, it's a little bit naive. That's the first thing I'll say. Is there contact? Yes, there's a little bit of contact. Do I think that Harry Wilson has played up to that contact, perhaps initiated the contact? Absolutely. And what baffles me the most about this, it, despite the fact that Howard Webb's advice has been, you know, not all contact is a, is a necessarily means a penalty, and this is the kind of situation that probably uh, alludes to that perfectly, is that the referee doesn't give it. What what has been the, the the sort of running theme with Wolves this season with bad decisions? What we perceive as bad decisions, almost all of them. I think all of them actually up until this point, um, aside from the Kalajic one on the opening day with with Onana, um, all of them have been given by the referee and then not overturned by VAR. So then we have a situation with a Jao Gomez on Wilson one in the ninety second ninety third minute whatever it was, where the referee hasn't given it, and. I am absolutely gobsmacked that VAR has asked him to look at the... Yeah. Deems that as a clear and obvious ever. Because the clear and obvious thing 
has been the problem as to why some of the decisions against Wolves haven't been overturned. Now it's gone against Wolves in the other way, where they deem that as a clear and obvious error. I was absolutely gobsmacked they saw that as a clear and obvious error. Had he had the referee given that as a penalty, I don't think they overturned that and don't give it. And I can, in some ways, understand why it might have been given. There was a bit of contact. I do think he's played up to it. I don't. I'm not convinced it's a penalty, but I'm not as as angry about it as some of the other decisions. Marco Silva but, said nailed on penalty, by the way. Yeah, which is of course he would. But the fact that the referee hasn't given it and VAR asks him to look at the monitor and then gives it yeah. is a total misuse of the technology. And the way that and that's what angers me the most about it and the way that Howard Webb has described the use of VAR he says we do not want them to re-referee the game I'm afraid that asking him to look at that that decision and look at the monitor and, and make him change his mind is VAR re-refereeing the game and deciding the outcome of a game and that is the one thing that technology should not be doing it should not be deciding the outcome of that game um, I think it's really poor. And then, to be honest, the referee—I think he's—he's he's weak in going and looking at that and deciding to change his mind. He saw what he saw, didn't—you know—didn't give it. And I think he's—he's he's been talked into it. To be honest, that game as a whole, Wolves' performance was okay. I thought I don't think it was outstanding, but it certainly wasn't bad. Fulham were decent. I thought it was probably a draw of a game. I think a two-two. I think both teams are fair enough. That's probably a, you know a, a point each. Yeah. The fact I that they've Wolves been... was slightly the better side, to be honest. After disagreeing, yeah, I thought yeah, they slightly, m- slightly edged it. But I can, but yeah, yeah, I can, I, I can I, see that I argument. Be disappointed with the draw, but yeah, yeah exactly. I can see that yeah. argument. I don't, yeah, they might have slightly edged it. I don't think you know it, it's certainly not a dominate, dominating no. performance uh, from either side. But one thing that isn't is a 3-2 Fulham win with a with a last minute penalty in that situation. No, that I think two that is a, out of three. I think that is a, a terrible terrible misuse of the technology and that is the most frustrating part for that penalty. Seven points it's uh, it's cost Wolves this season. Wolves will be sixth in the Premier League. Um, if all the decisions gone their way, look, yeah, I'm sure the teams can argue that they might be a little bit high, higher, but one two points, but the fact that it's getting the national attention it deserves, but the, the fact that now Wolves are actually, you know, it's almost like wolves are a laughing stock in, in terms of the media coverage saying, why are wolves get what, what, what are wolves done? You know, everyone has, has now homed into the decision that wolves have gotten. For that to even be a, um, a discussion, a talking point that, that every other club are discussing, my God, wolves have got shafted again this weekend, just shows how horrendous it is. You know, there's not one club in the Premier League, there's not one journalist locally or nationally who do not know about Wolves getting absolutely done in on on VAR decisions this season. That just shows, because let's be honest, Wolves aren't a a priority by any national media anymore. Maybe when they first came up under the season on Nuno, fair enough, they were kind of the the media darlings for a season. But, you know, it's definitely not uh, a talking point that's going to sell papers and, and, and get subscriptions and, and, and be a, a point you know across the radio and, and TV but they are because it's so bad it's so unbelievable and as we've said in, in previous podcasts not only that but these was these these decisions aren't when wolves are winning two two nil or or down three nil these are changing the outcome. Of, of every single game that it goes against. I get it. I get football's tight. You know, you only win by one or two goals normally, but at the same time, there's no, it's not like it's a consolation in a 4 1 or a 3 1. They're, they're having huge, huge impact on, on points. And as Gary O'Neill said, 
for the for the fans falling out of love with the game, for the players who were devastated, for his record as well as trying to make it as a as a, as a new manager at a big club. It's the repercussions are horrendous, and of course their their league position. No, this is not just costing the league position. We talk about six. We talk about you know potential of sneaking in and maybe having a a bit of a sweat for a conference European Conference League, Europa Conference League at the end of the season. But but also it's costing them millions of pounds, not only in in fines and 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 touchline bans for. For Matt Hobbs and etc., but but also in terms of a finishing position in the, the season. Um, yeah, look, this is this is a business, it, isn't it? You know, it's it's, 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 a, it's a huge business. So um, and and we'll, no one's no one's you're not getting compensation, you're not getting financially compensated, you're not getting points compensation, you're not getting anything anything of that. So um, it's it's so disgusting. And you know, I'm gonna. And the, the problem is, even when people were looking at it and are trying to to. Um, I guess protect the referees. We we saw, you know, Mike Dean and his, his, you know, talk about oh, I didn't, I didn't want him, I didn't want to show him up earlier on this season. You know, Dermot Gallagher's on 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 a Monday or Tuesday talking about. I mean, Newcastle got killed at PSG, and they're talking about, you know, knee or oh, his leg first and then his hands that can't be given as a penalty. Bloody hell! Rewind to when Joao Gomez happened to Joao Gomez, and it's like, oh, it's a penalty, it's a penalty, and I'm like. You, there's no there's no consistency even on a Monday or a Tuesday or Wednesday when you're trying to defend or you're looking at these decisions anyway. So what 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 chance have we got when they're in a booth with with you know less than sixty seconds to make a decision like that? The whole thing is a disgrace. And like you've said, like I've said, you know I've called for people to be fired because they're absolutely not fit for purpose. But it's just got to get scrapped. And the sad thing is, Liam, it's not going to. No, that, there's it's too not, much money in it. There's too no. many egos in it. There's the, the, you think people are just going to say, "Oh, I tell you what, you guys, we'll, we'll just all make you redundant. We'll just you go down to the lower leagues. It's all good." There's too much money in it. People, the fat cats, are making way too much money. That this is never ever going away. Will it get better? I don't think it can get any worse. But then I said that last week and two weeks ago, and look where we are now. No, I, it's here to stay. I'm afraid, and we're going to have to live to to learn uh, learn to live with it. Rather, um, yeah. Look, it's. It, I did my tweet after the game. For me, they are absolutely stinks. Is, is the phrase I used? It, um, it it's not fit for purpose. Um, I don't think the officials are particularly fit for purpose either. But I'd rather be sat here with a discussion about how the referees got this right or this wrong, rather than having to go over the rules and having to go over VAR's overreach or implementation on a game and. All of this useless nonsense that is not in the spirit of football and is stopping fans, match-going supporters and supporters watching on TV or watching from home who cannot enjoy a goal or a game. Uh, I just I, I just hate it. I, I, I've hated it from the beginning. I hate it now. And until there's a moment when it's a smooth transition from decision to decision, we get the right decisions, it doesn't take very long, which, by the way, could be a decade away. If it's if it, the, the rate they're going at, we could be a decade away from it being a smooth transition in in, in how VR is used. Um, until we get to that point, I'm just going to keep banging the drum of, I don't like it, and it, it's not for me. And that's even when you know Wolves might get a dodgy decision in their favour. Uh, it's just not for me. I don't like it. I'm, I'm anti-VAR, um, and I will be until... Uh, it's either scrapped or is used in a way that I think is in keeping with the spirit of the game, but also in a way that is factually correct and actually useful. So, um, you know, people, there's a lot of the old saying that, you know, it all evens out at the end of the season. I think we would probably have something along those lines if it was just human error and just the referees. 
But there's no way this is going to be even out for Wolves by the end of the season, to to the point you just made there. Wolves are potentially, depending on how the season goes, going to lose out on a few million pounds on um, on their position in the Premier League because of these seven points so far. And I, and I say so far because I'm sure there's not another one. There, there is another one, rather, um, just around the corner. This uh, these seven points that they've lost so far. So yeah, look, it's um, it's not for me. It's not for me. And then you see, and I might be stealing a a topic that you got written down in your pad, but I'll uh, I'll go ahead anyway. Um, it's starting to to spawn potential protests among supporters. Mm-hmm. You know, Wolves fans are now starting to talk about what they can do to make their voices heard at games. Mm-hmm. And um, I would in- I would encourage you know peaceful protest, anything that gets the point across. Um, the only thing that I'm wary of, if I'm being honest, is anything that disrupts a- an actual game at Molyneux. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't, this is this is a wider point, so I might be going on to a long sort of discussion here. But you know, let me just quickly uh, broach the subject. Um, there's support groups talking about doing, uh, you know, similar to what Everton did against um, is it United recently? Uh, yeah. Their placards with you know Premier League logo and corruption mm-hmm. underneath it. There's you know talk of doing similar to that. I think the Forest game soon uh, at Molyneux has been spoken about. Then the Chelsea game on Christmas Eve, which is of course on TV. Um, there has been some suggestions of fans bringing whistles in and um, effectively with the tagline of, you know, uh, calling a stop or blowing the whistle on VAR kind of yeah. scenario. Um, I, I totally support supporters that want to make their voice heard. I think supporters are the, the, the lifeblood of football and they should be uh, allowed to make their voice heard. The only thing that concerns me a little bit is those. It's potentially the whistling thing or anything along those lines that disrupts the, the flow actual of the flow of the game. game because not only could it... Def- could it stop Wolves as a team performing on that day? But the club may have sanctions on them if mm-hmm. something along those lines happens and, and, it, and it impacts how that game is played or whether there's a big disruption to the game. So that's the only thing that I would say maybe supporting to have a think about and the only thing that concerns me. But anything that is you know banners and placards uh, placement that is showing you know, making Wolves fans' voice heard, I, I, I completely support because... These supporters who pay a lot of money to watch their team are being treated quite poorly, I think, at the moment. Um, and for, you know, from the club's point of view, in terms of VAR, I, I, I think their focus—they would rather focus on, you know, what they can control and the football side of things and what they can do better and how they can improve. But equally, they're incredibly frustrated. You, we've seen obviously Matt Hobbs be, be charged recently, and and rightly so frustrated uh, in, in that scenario. Um, people are going to be angry, and and maybe. Further down the line, long term, they can they can look at what what can be done to improve the situation, but I, I don't think Wolves as a club are going to be the, uh, like Arsenal and Liverpool have in recent months are going to send out any any statements or are going to take any short term on a whim decisions to put anything out. I think it's more of a case of behind the scenes trying to trying to fix and improve the problem, but it's a for me it's a long way off. Yeah, well said, Liam. Um, it's. Uh... It's very frustrating, and there's a lot of anger there with the fan base, and you can't, you know, you can't, can't defend it. You can't, you can't, you can't defend the the officials. I completely understand why they're so angry. It's uh, and there's going to come a situation that, like, like you say, just it's a, don't maybe not a Wolves game, but somewhere else where something's going to happen um, very, very soon because people are going to just they've had enough of it. They really have, and um, I don't trust the people who are in charge to get it right. And I think that's the that's the that's the worst and the most worrying thing. I think that's what Gary O'Neill has said as well. I mean, he's derided. To be fair to Gary O'Neill, who is the, the person who could go off at any time about what's happened to Wolves this season, I thought he's kept his counsel very, very well. And even he said, 
I don't trust it anymore. And that's after, you know, comes two, two and a half weeks after he said, look, I've had a good chat. We, we need to work on this clear and obvious thing. And it's, he's given the opportunity to def- not defend them, but to, to try and work a, make a positive um, impact going forward. And, and you just can't anymore because you're dealing with absolute idiots and imbeciles who only, you know, you, you look at the picture and they're all laughy and jokey. They don't care, mate. They don't care about Yeah, it's a bad look, guys, isn't it? That, that picture's yeah, really bad. Yeah, terrible, look. terrible. I mean, you obviously don't know what he's laughing at. I understand. But regardless but of just... it, to, to be in a situation like that, the the, yeah. the context of what that when that picture was taken, it's such a poor, poor look. No, it's, um, it makes you sick, it really does. Um, a couple of things um, on that game, I guess repercussions of the game. First of all, just one in-game thing I just want to talk about very quickly. Um, were you a bit surprised that it wasn't uh, Hugo Bueno who came on for Ryan at Nori and, and then it was Doc? Uh... Yeah, potentially. I, you know, I I think he wants to give Doc more opportunities than he's than he's been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and look, he, I think he got into some really good positions as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, it didn't didn't work out necessarily in the final third for him, but yeah, he got he got into really good dangerous areas and, and you know caused a few problems. I think he's a versatile player, experienced player, and I think he's very very good going forward. And that I can understand it. And Hugo's back from. He missed, you know, he missed six games, and he was on the, the the bench for the Spurs game. But he hasn't played obviously in that game or this one against Fulham. So, you know, he's he's going to need a little bit of time. And with it being so early in the game in that first half, I, I could sort of understand why he did that that change. To be honest, <clears throat> okay. Um, and then the repercussions. We'll discuss it now because we're, we're going to get onto Arsenal a little bit. But let's discuss it. Um, not only add insult to injury, really, uh, that we're losing Jao Gomez and Mario Lamina for Arsenal pretty disastrous to be honest losing both of those players not just one but both uh, for me what what are your initial thoughts on that and we, we knew that Lamina was always going to went from, from his suspension and went back down to the four yellow cards so it was it was always going to be a tightrope for him miss, both miss Arsenal which um, is, is going to be difficult for, for Gary Neal to figure out I would say you know, you're looking at a, a Doyle Boubacar situation who would come into into his thoughts. Would you say, Liam, or, or something different? Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's, it's pretty disastrous, to be honest, to, to lose both of them. Uh, and and it, no, you can't beat about the bush. Can no, you? no, we'd be silly to be like, oh, you know, you know, good players coming in, which I, I agree with. But losing both of them at the same time is, and particularly for an Arsenal game, is is not ideal. The only thing you could say is that, well, you'd rather lose them both for Arsenal than Burnley or. You know, not in Forest potentially, in that they're going to be more important games than the, mm-hmm. you know, the way that Wolves' season is going to play mm-hmm. out. But still, still not great. And no disrespect to Jal Gomez, but losing Marilyn Mina is an even bigger blow um, of the two of them. He's been in, in excellent form. So, yeah, painful. And um, it, to be honest, I think it's quite straightforward. It's it's like for like. I think Tommy Doyle and Bubakar Troy come in. It's it's Gary O'Neill turning to them guys and saying, right, boys, what have you got for me? This is mm-hmm. uh, it's your chance to shine. Go out there and and go get three points at the Emirates, which is going to be you know, incredibly difficult, especially the way they've just performed in, in Europe last night as well. So, uh, yeah, look, a massive blow. No disrespect to Bubakar Traore and Tommy Doyle. It is a step down in quality right now, um, losing those two and bringing these two in. That's just the way that Wolves' squad is built at the moment in, in terms of depth and, and sort of younger players coming through. But they're two players I like, genuinely. They're two players I, I, I think... I've got really good futures for Wolves and in the game in general. The problem with that is I think it's futures. I don't think it's right now. Um, they've shown good moments, particularly off the bench, actually, both of them. But from both of their recent starts, it's been not disastrous performances, but certainly not their best. So 
it's a real big test for them, but it's a real big opportunity. And that's the way they should look at it. An opportunity and not a test. It's a chance to go out there and prove the, re- the, the reason why you're good enough to play for Wolves, why Wolves brought you in in the first place, and why you want to take the shirt off the two players that are missing out. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting how Gary Neal potentially accounts for that. I mean, Dawson coming back in is going to be great, but mm-hmm. there's not much more he can do apart from throw them in there and say, do your best. Let's, let's see yeah. what you can do. Yeah. Uh, Santi Bueno thoughts? Obviously got the, the nod as well. We were discussing whether he would get the nod. He was fit in time and uh, got his first Premier League start. Yeah, I don't think he pulled up any trees, but I don't think it was a terrible performance. Certainly better than the Ipswich game on his debut. I think he's still a little bit rusty. Um, he's not played a lot of football. So with a, with a bit of time, I think he's got good attributes. Athletic, tall. I think he's he's going to be a good defender, but just needs a bit of a bit of time and maybe getting used to, to the Premier League. When you listen to this, it could be December. It could be December the 1st. could be December 2nd. might be November the 30th. But let's say for... Let's say you listen to this on Friday. So that means that we are one month away from the January transfer window opening, Mr. Liam Keane. Fun and games. Uh, and the, I guess the, the, the circle, the little wheel is starting to turn at this moment in time. We're starting to hear a few rumours, some that are absolutely crazy and some that might have a little bit of substance to them. So where are we in terms of... Uh, Wolves, what they're thinking, and uh, a couple of players been been mentioned this week on the questions as well. So um, I'll leave you to to discuss uh, what's what's rubbish and what might have a little bit of um, um, a little a little bit of substance. Yes, so I mean we all know that Wolves want a striker. They they tried to sign one at the end of the summer window. Um, it's been something they they've been keen to to come back to uh, in January for for some time now. Um, it's fair to say at the very least. Fabio's future with Wolves is, is, is up in the air. Um, that's the way I'll phrase it until I'm able to, to to report something with a bit more substance, but it's at the very least up in the air. And um, and Wolves are keen to bring in what they see, and this is something you know Gary Neal has said himself, someone they see as an out-and-out number nine. Um, in fact, he actually said that of the striker options they've got, only Kalajic sees himself as an out-and-out number nine. Cunio likes to play off. He, he said that Fabio likes to play as a second striker. So he wants someone to fill that kind of position. Um, someone they have been looking at, which was uh, re- reported um, last week, I think it was, was uh, Rafiu Durosinmi, which I hope I've pronounced that right. 20-year-old Nigerian striker playing in uh, the Czech Republic at the moment, uh, Victoria Pleasant. And um, you know he's got a lot of goals uh, so far. This season, um, the situation with that is, yeah, they've, they've been in talks over a fee. I think it was around seven million. They're looking at, they were looking at doing something to move that on a little bit. Um, it's my understanding that the, the wage demands are quite high at the moment, which came as a little bit of a as a surprise to me when I heard it. Um, doesn't mean it definitely won't happen, but it's looking more unlikely now than it did previously. So um, it won't get done easily. There's a little bit of a way to go on that one, and you know, you can you can bet your money that Wolves will have a lot of other. You know, uh, targets and uh, and ideas in mind for that striker position. So um, it's not a guarantee that they're going to get this one over the line. Uh, they may move on to different targets, but it's one they're they're looking at. But it's not quite as straightforward as they as they hoped. So one to one to watch, and we'll be doing our best to uh, to, to bring some more news on that as soon as possible. Um, alongside a striker, um, I'm, I'm aware that on Wolves' list, and this is if they can get everything done that they want to do, because of course they've got to be a little bit. Uh, cautious with FFP as well, um, but I believe they want to bring a winger in as well, someone to to add a bit more depth to that position because really it's Neto and Huang 
pretty much the only out-and-out -out wide options. And Wang's been playing a lot more centrally recently because of issues with Neto and, and a sort of change in formation. Um, Bellegarde can play there, but not really an out-and-out -out winger. Same with Sarabia for me. So that's something that they, they would like to do. Um, but again, it depends on... Uh, on being able to find the right target at the right price and, and, the, and the right moment. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that one will be one to watch as well. And then just finally, um, there, there was rumours, I think, in the summer about Wolves looking at um, a young up-and-coming goalkeeper, someone that's going to be exciting and might, in a, you know, in a few years, be able to, to add to the first team. Um, I'd reported this week that Wolves were in for Rome, Jaden Owusu Aduro. Um <laughs> <laughs> from AZ Alkmaar in, uh, in the Netherlands. Um, he's a Netherlands under-21, uh, sorry, under-20 international. Um, he's he, play, he won the uh, UEFA Youth League with AZ last summer um, and has been in their first team and not played for the first team yet. He's been, he's been benched behind uh, Matt Ryan, the former Brighton and, and Arsenal goalkeeper. So um, he's uh, they were looking at around a two million deal. Um, I did include in my story at the time that Wolves are facing a lot of competition because AZ want to ex uh, extend his deal, which is until uh, 2026 at the moment, um, but also uh, Belgian club and elect are, are interested. So Wolves are going to have to move quickly to get this one done. Uh, and since then, there's been a lot of reports um, over in the Netherlands that um, AZ are, are close to agreeing a, an extension with him, which is not really a surprise. So doesn't necessarily mean that he's completely off the table for Wolves. It may mean that it becomes a, a more expensive or, or a more difficult deal. Um, but it's one that Wolves are... Are keen on, but they're also they do have other targets, which I had in that story as well. Other targets as a sort of young goalkeeper coming through. He's only nineteen, so it's someone that they were they were looking to, to sort of add a bit of depth and quality to that 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 that, uh, that department. Mm -hmm. But as far as I'm aware, it doesn't impact any of the current goalkeepers at the club as as it stands right now. They're not anticipating Jose Sarr to go. I think it's clear there's been interest, but I don't think they're anticipating him to leave. Um, and say with Dan Bentley, who obviously isn't playing a lot, but brings a lot to the team uh, in, in the dressing room as well. So, yeah, a few things to watch going into, well, still, as you say, still a month away from January, but um, albeit Wolves will be a little bit cautious. I'm sure it will be a, a busy month for all of us, as it always is. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, we'll be here throughout the entire duration of December, January, and going into February as well. So cannot wait until you go away. You're going February, Kino? You got Qatar? Yes. No, no, no. Oh, that's in April. I'm going skiing oh. on the 3rd of oh, February. Skiing. Exciting skiing. times, mate. Your first ever skiing trip. It is. It is. I've been, um, I actually went to the snow dome oh. uh, two weeks ago. Did pretty oh, good. Did it, the one in oh, did go, did, Were you in, a, in like a group lesson, were you? No, so I did one lesson. This was like a month and a bit ago. Okay. Um, and then a little bit uh, brazen of me, but I then oh. just went straight and got a ski pass and just jumped straight on the slope, um, which obviously is against the rules at Tamworth. But you know what? <laughs> Lock me up, mate. Lock me up. I'm a, I'm hey, a maverick. We, we, go, we go quite a bit. You should. Uh, we'll, we'll have to do a, a little double date. Let's do it. I think that'd be a good idea. Rosie, by the way, is yeah. unbelievable. Oh, so so annoying, isn't it? It's, it's really so annoying because she, she's done it before, but it was a, it was a long time ago. But it's almost yeah. muscle memory. It's just come back to her straight away. For me, I've never done it before, so I'm just trying to get used to it. But I was going from the top slope all the way down oh, around the corner. What a big boy! Well I know, done. I know. Check me out. I mean, I was snow plowing the whole way <laughs> and didn't do any turns, but it doesn't okay. matter. It's fine, <laughs> mate. That's still decent. That's still decent. To be fair. Um, you know, I can ski a bit now, uh, but at the same time, like Alana's been snowboarding all her life, so she just—I think snowboarding looks so much cooler as well, just like effortless. And then we're just 
turning and using every single muscle that you're not supposed to. I mean, skiing should be effortless as well, but you feel like you've had a proper workout because you're just using muscles that you're not supposed to, but you're like, oh, pushing everything to the left, to the right. It just probably aesthetically looks horrendous for any kind of person who's skied properly and for any, any length of time. But as long as we get down from top to bottom without falling, that's the main thing. Absolutely. I've got a good video uh, where I do look a little bit uncomfortable, which I can show you, but um, for, for fear of you immediately tweeting it I'll, uh, I'll save it till I see you in person would I do that would you ever <laughs> I would I'd be straight on there I'd be straight on there I'd filter it first though um, <laughs> right let's um, before we get on to the questiones uh, there's quite a few of them. I think we've discussed a lot of them actually we've taken quite a bit of time as you'd understand um, you know with with what we've discussed previously, but we'll, we'll take some questions in a bit. Uh, we'll kind of discuss the elephant in the room, I guess, and that is the, uh, the while myself was, while I was away, Kino, you went away a couple of days later, the Express and Star is behind a paywall. Um, I think, I think there's a few, there's a few thoughts I've got on it. Uh, first of all, um, and I think eight, I think most people thought this was coming because uh, it would, went to plus and people saw you got to register your email address and, and now it's gone behind a paywall. First of all, and most people understand this, and I think the replies that we got, uh, when, when we put it out, Liam, we knew that it was going to be negative. That was always going to be um, the case, and, and, I, and I completely get it. Um, myself and Liam aren't profiting from this, <laughs> just to let you know. Um, these decisions and going behind a paywall uh, are made by... And the hierarchy for people who are a lot more intelligent than myself and Liam, who um, have been discussing this, I'm, I'm sure, for a, a long time. And there's other sites that do it. There's other sites that are available that you can that you can buy. And unfortunately, the way that journalism journalism is at this moment in time, um, you know, with with falling sales, with uh, with falling advertising revenue, this is this is obviously something that they've, that they've looked at. Um, and seeing what we can offer for value for money, and this is the the route that they've decided to to go down. Um, you know, I must admit, here we've had quite we're, we're quite fortunate. We have a decent sports team. I know a lot of other people having difficult times in in you know in different newspapers online as well. There's a lot of uh, redundancies going along. So we're still here. We're still fighting. We're still talking rubbish for 15 minutes at the, at the beginning of the podcast, Liam, and and we'll continue to do that. Um, Look, what I would say is, I get it. I get the frustration. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be the person here to to put you on and and give you a sales pitch. That's not what I'm here to do. I've always been real with this audience. Um, you know, we love you. We're a family. Um, what what I would say um, from our point of view is, we just want you to read our stuff. You know, we want you. That, that, that's the most important thing for us. Um, we'll still have our social media accounts. We'll still be putting out stories left, right, and centre. There's going to be loads of wool stuff coming out there. Um, all in the breaking news with the January transfer window coming on. There's lots of different um, um, benefits from it from a sports point of view. Uh, you know, you're going to be on guest lists for, for future Wolves Live podcasts. There's going to be um, exclusive Q and A's. There's going to be mailbags, etc. That are all going to be there going forward, as well as of course all the content that you've got. Um, it's difficult. Times are difficult. Money's difficult. I, I understand that, and I'm not going to preach to the converted. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's 11p or day or not. You know, if you can find it, great. If 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 you can't, then I completely understand. Um, you know, I think we are. I think we do pretty well from you know Liam being you being Wolves reporter. You know, alone and and you know maybe half of me when I when I can get there and, and help and assist with coverage as well. That we do a decent job. That that you'll find it in your way to to you know put put your money there and and what is it? What does it work out as? I think it's like half a pint a month you know if you're looking at a, from a beer kitty point of view um 
But when you've had something for free for so long and you've had all the content and then you have to pay for it, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's difficult. Um, so if you want to come with us, great. And if you don't, we will always have the videos. That's always going to be free. Um, the podcasts will always be free. Um, so you can go there on YouTube. You can get that, you know, for the video's point of view. You can listen to us on, on Spotify, on iTunes. You know, that, that's always going to be there for you. And I think you get a few free stories a week as well. Um, but... If you don't want to pay, then I'm not going to be the person to to try and twist your arm. That's that's just not me. That's just not me. Um, what I will say is, uh, if you're trying to find something or trying to maybe work out, I'm shocking at this, Liam. I'm, I was trying to just think about how you can, if you don't want to spend any money, how you can get this for in inverted commas for free. If you haven't done this, I'm thinking I've just done this. I should do this more often, Liam. You probably do it. I'm sure you do it. But if you don't, try and get something discounted. So. Call your internet provider so you can get a discounted rate. You should call that every year. They'll probably give you £7 a month off what you're paying at the moment. Call Sky, say you're going to leave them, and you know, you'll get probably 50 to 60% off what, what you're paying. You actually probably make some money pre-Christmas. If you haven't done that and you don't want to get the Express to Dial, that's fine. But get it done because I don't do it enough, and I'm sure other people get on the phone to some providers today and get some discounts because there's definitely plenty kicking out there. But I'm just saying it because we want you to be with us throughout the whole journey, you know, for everything that we put out there. And, you know, this is, it, it is, it is what it is. Um, and, um, like I say, hopefully you don't ding me and, and lean for it because we'll continue to put out exactly what we can do as much as we can. And we just want you to, to see and read everything we can, you know, I'm not sure what a paper is these days, but I guess it's 75 P, you know, I think the weekends are well over a pound 25. So, you're getting this for 11p a day, and I get it. You, some most people of you were just there for wolf stuff, and you don't really do the new stuff. But this is this is where we are with it, and um, and that that's really all I've got to say about it. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. No, I think the couple points you mentioned that were good. Obviously, paper sales is a big one, which people know just the the, the way that you know modern technology has come on, and 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 the way that people's sort of habits and attitudes are changing. When it comes to consuming news, whether that's wolves or or whatever it might be, um, means that you know circulation goes down every year. That's that's always always the case. And um, I think what some of the criticism that that you you know well we both really receive, which um, is is that you know you should be getting you know you're getting enough from advertising as it is, and you should be you're you're just trying to profit off fans. And I can I can assure people that isn't the case. Um, I mean I'm not in the advertising department, but you know people have have given us figures and and you know it certainly isn't sustainable to be able to to keep doing what we're doing and 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 have uh and just rely on on online advertising so same as as you i'm not gonna you know preach and 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 beg and and, and ask people to do it because it's i can understand why some people are, are angry or disappointed with it um but i just hope that as many people as possible um stick by the coverage and and, and stick with us um that would be always appreciated and uh as you said i think the majority of people know that this wasn't our decision but it's probably a good idea to let those minority of people that think we had something to do with it let them know that it yeah. that it wasn't so um yeah we'll uh we'll see how everything goes but um yeah i'm hopefully yeah still we're bringing all the all the same stuff and, and keep as many of you guys along along That's with us for the ride absolutely you know that you know you guys like i say you guys are our family you guys have been there since since day one so um look things change and i get it it's um it's frustrating but it's not just the coverage you're not just getting exactly what you've done before you know you're going to get a lot more as well um going into it so hopefully you join us for the ride and if you don't that's that's totally okay um hopefully you'll still follow us and you'll still see um the elements that you get which are included which are free so 
Um, we we love you anyway. Right. Okay. Should we move on? Uh, right. Christmas it. is coming, um, and um, me and you, Keen, are probably going to get fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. But if you haven't got a penny, and um, but you want to still cook a turkey, go to kettleandtoastman.co.uk because Kino, um, have you ever tried to a manual air fryer oven, the T17 that can cook a full turkey? A full turkey. A full turkey. It's massive. unbelievable. I'm looking now. It's almost like a rotisserie style. It's incredible. Oh, there's only one left in stock, actually. But um, at this moment <laughs> in time, but there's some there's some that um, are very similar to it. I mean, this is like full on dual dial temperature going up to like two forty two sixty. I mean, this is this is pretty high tech. This is the the best one I've seen. It's also one of the more expensive ones, but it looks incredible. I don't know if you're on it now. Twelve liter manual air fryer oven. Um, cook your turkey this Christmas. Also, like you, your rotisserie chickens. You you like a bit of rotisserie chicken, don't you? you Absolutely. Like that. Oh, superb! Um, amazing, amazing product. Can be yours for the grand total of how much, Liam Keen? Well, considering that the air fryer I've got is about three liters, and this is yes. four times twelve, so, baby. I tell you what, it's good maths. Three times maybe, four. You are. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm Mate. genuinely impressed. I've been doing some learning on my time off. Oh, that's got to be. It's got to be like 200 quid. Um, it was 199, but it is down, baby. It's down. I hope it's down by a lot because I could have ruined the advert. Half it. No, it's not below. It's, it can't be below 100. It can't even be 100. Lower. No chance. 85 pounds. 85 quid. 85 For 12 quid. Year. Oh, my word. 85 pound. So if you, got, if you get a little reduction from Sky, then you can get an air fryer, get the Express and Star on Happy Days, right? Get that on your I was, just trying to think, I was just trying to think, but people used to go, what are you talking about? We do it every single year. I've got it in my diary. I don't. I'm sure oh, I, I, like I definitely that. don't. So yeah, to be fair, it is very good advice. I definitely don't do that. Regardless, right? Like every 12 months, you just said it because they then you get charged. You know, your mobile companies, but, you, but internet and Sky are the worst, where you're thinking, thinking, oh, I'm paid, I paid 75 quid this month and then they're like oh yeah we can give you 40 45 quid and we can add a few channels in now i'm like yes you, you 75 get off the call. quid what what wi-fi are you getting Bloody no hell. this is the sky this is for sky oh right i wouldn't know but, i'd just scrounge off my parents one <laughs> but i'm like or but i'm like you know this is like it's like intending you get off the call okay you've got to you've got to be on the call for like eight minutes or whatever but you get off the call yeah yes I've just got 120 pound off a year. You feel great, so you know which way you want to use it. I think it's awesome. So um, I need to do that more. I need to get the dates done. So uh, I'm making a call to my Sky provider this afternoon. Actually, Liam Keen. That's it, exciting. So. Yeah, very exciting. Right. So what else is exciting? Questions from the beautiful people. Bring it on. Are you ready? Okay. How long have you got left, Keena? Because I know you were on time. Ah, uh, we got time. We got time. Okay. We've got, okay. We always got time for questions. Okay, uh, I'll get I'll get a, I'll get a DM here now on our chat thing saying we've got four questions, mate, and I've got to get off. Yeah, make it uh, quick. Uh, Cape Cod Wolf says bringing my father over from Cape Cod next week uh, for the gl- I like this the Glob Robin versus Forrest and Burnley. How many total minutes will we see Pedro Neto play? And where should I take my dad to grab a beer before the game Tuesday? And where should we grab dinner after on Saturday? Ooh. So a lot of questions there. So let, so let me break it down. How many total minutes are we going to see Pedro Neto play? Oh, interesting. I mean, obviously, we're going to speak to Gary Neal tomorrow. So we might have a slight answer tomorrow on Friday's press conference. But mm-hmm. my prediction is zero. I'm sorry to break oh, it to you. I think he might really? be a, a little bit little bit further away. I might be wrong, but I... I, I yeah. Yeah, we might be looking after just after that potentially, but uh, yeah, I hope I'm wrong. 
I mean, we, we, we were hopeful that it might be this game, but you've got to think that if he did have a part to play against Burnley and Forrest, you, you've got to think he's probably got to be on the bench on Saturday, and I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Mm, yeah, probably. Oh, unless right? they just throw him in for Burnley, not to start, but maybe mm. in the squad, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, regardless of the fact we're looking at more like six to eight rather than the two weeks that was initially tweeted, weren't they? So... It's uh, let, let's hope, let's hope we get some good news on Friday. But I guess it's difficult to say until you speak to Gary. Absolutely, we're praying. We're praying for Pedro. Be a hog's head Tuesday dinner Saturday Kino. Where, where's the best place to go in Wolverhampton? I assume they're in Wolverhampton. If they're in Birmingham, I'll give you lots of options. But let's just uh, assume they're in Wolverhampton. Oh, what's the name of the Italian place in Wolverhampton again? What was it? Fiume. I was going to say that, but that's the one in. Is that the one in um, in Birmingham? Oh, is it? Okay. Um, I'm Googling it as we speak. Where's the pizza they get from where we used to get pizza? Oh, Fiume. Uh, Fiume. Clean... Yeah, Fiume, sorry. The clean sheets. Is that decent? That's, a, that's the same place, I think. Oh, uh, Indian? Yeah, it... Indian? Indian? Is there a decent Indian? Isn't Je- Jeff likes an Indian, doesn't he? Yeah, Dilshad's all right. And Jeff Shee? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Is that yeah. what we've been on? A couple of um, a couple of work dues? Might be going again in the next week or so. Oh, is that the Christmas party email? <laughs> well, it's not really a party. It's more like let's go for a pint and go for a little bit of rice and naan bread, which sounds good to me, to be fair. What day is that? I actually don't know yet. Yeah, actually, no, it's on the email, but I don't remember what I it can't, was. I can't do it, can't make it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, to be fair, I, I'm, not, I'm not actually sure what I'm going to do food-wise because um, my jiu-jitsu gym want to take everyone out on the following day for a curry. I can't have two curries in two days. I can't do oh, it to myself. Oh, a bit of Tai Chi curry. A little bit of yoga. Right. My ass won't be able to take it, mate. Oh, Kino. I can say that. It's fine. you're right. Uh, that's just you on the toilet, not 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 any jujitsu, right? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, right, uh, let's have a look. What else have we got? Um, ba, 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 ba. You've done the done the striker link, have you, Kino? I wasn't listening when you were talking about it. Oh yeah, well you should have been listening, but I did. Okay, excellent news. Um, um, Neil Whitehouse <laughs> says, "Hello, Nathan. Is, is is a large part of our problem that our players are just too nice and dare I say too sporting?" I wouldn't say all of them are. <laughs> That's not a criticism, but um, Max definitely falls into that category. Whether it's two of you know of those things, I don't know. It a bit. It just comes back to that same debate again. Really, yes, he probably should have come down, but I also feel a bit uncomfortable criticizing and encouraging people to cheat, basically. So. Yeah. Ronan Gibbons says, how long until we call a spade a spade and just say there's a clear agenda against Wolves? It's not just one or two bad decisions. It's been happening since Leicester away, the very first game we had with VAR. And I can't tell you one dubious decision that have gone our way. Can you? I'll add to that, Ronan. Um, I, I know this is coming. There'll be a penalty decision that'll be similar to the, you know, was it, wasn't it? And do you know what, Liam? I'm going to say it. They're, they're going to get it right this time. They're going to get it right. They're going to make the right decision. There's going to be a penalty that's going to be given and they're going to look at it and they're going to look at it and then they're going to look in the analysts and then they're going to look at it on Monday and they've gone, they made the right decision there. Fair play. VAR's learning. And I'll tell you what, do you know who was awarded that penalty? Wolverhampton Wanderers. And that was the one that was rescinded. <laughs> I guarantee you That'll that is going to happen. 
And he's got, he's got, that's, that's the only thing that can happen next. They'll make the right call when 99% of the time they wouldn't have done in the previous, but they've sorted, the, they've sorted themselves out. They've finally made the right call, the right VAR panel in there, and it'll be in detriment to Wolves because they will have got the penalty all be against them. But the right decision will be made. Oh, but it's so positive, isn't it? We're buzzing, isn't we? I know, I know. Um, um, so, yes. Um, do you think there's an agenda? I no, mean, no. Look, you don't? I, no. You don't I, think I, there's I, something there now where they're like, oh, we're refereeing Wolves here, crikey. No, still... I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I understand that um, Wolves have had a, almost an unprecedented number of things go against them. Um, other clubs have as well. Other clubs are suffering because I think of a, of a genuine, general incompetence and misuse of the technology. Um, Wolves have been harshly done by... Far more than any other club, um, I, I don't think it's a it's a conscious bias or agenda. I don't think it's a deliberate act. I don't think anyone, even the referees that I'm not fans of, and I don't think are good enough. I don't think they want to get anything wrong. Um, and I think the club feel this as way this way as well. I don't believe that they they feel that they're being targeted. They're just clearly frustrated at the, at the lack of well decency. <laughs> so. No, I, I don't think I don't think it's anything deliberate. Um, I think it's unfortunately a result of just poor quality and incompetence. Mm. Um, let's have a look. What else? Can you both play midfield on Saturday? Would you Would you play, Keen? If you were asked, would, would I play if I was asked? Uh, yeah, I think I might give it a go. I mean, not that it's going to go very well, but of course I would. What go uh, out and play for Wolves? Absolutely. Oh, be great, wouldn't it? I mean, could you imagine? I mean, look, we we played football. You know, you're playing as a kid, and you score in a Sunday league game, and the thrill that you've had there. Could you imagine? This is why we love football, not the only reason. But could you imagine scoring at Molineux in front of thirty odd thousand people, and just what that feeling would be like? Oh. I mean, honestly, sometimes he boggles. You. I mean, think of the players that have scored winners in. World Cup finals. Look at, mm. think of, I don't know, Iniesta in his last minute winner that he got mm. in, the, in that final for Spain. Could you imagine what that feeling would be like? My word. So I'm getting excited now. My blood pressure's rising. <laughs> Scott says, due to their home form, is it time to promote Luton to the glob at the expense of Burnley? I'm not quite there. I'm not, I'm not there yet, Scott. Cause They're I, on the I, edge. St- well, I, I still, let's see. Let's see what, let's see what Luton do in the next two or three games. I still think they're terrible. And I also think that Burnley have got a decent run coming up. But, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a never, but you can move in and out the glob, as I've said. But um, I'm sticking to where we are at this moment in time. Liam Keane, I want to congratulate the top three in the Wolves Fantasy Premier League at this moment in time because they are flying, baby, flying. Um, so let me give them a mention. Uh, Badger Shandy, uh, Matt Phelan is top of the pops. Uh, at the moment, the Wolves Poddy League, congratulations to you. You're first from the 600 odd, uh, we've got a 700 now. Barry's boys, Barry Mitchell is second. Uh, and just behind them. No, well, it was leave it the top two, mate. It's fine. Just leave it the top two. Um, um, top two's enough, isn't it? It's like winner or winning so far, sort of second, sort of on the edge of winning. But we'll leave it. Two's fine. I think two's enough. So, Arsenal, mate, what, <laughs> what do you think about that one? Oh, one second. I've just, I've just got. Third, Nathan Tudor, third in the Wolves Poddy League. Sorry, you're not going to read out what your team name is? Uh, Borough Till I Die. It just rocks people. I love it. Interesting. Come on, Borough. 
Um, everybody wants Middlesbrough to be a pro next season. Everybody wants a Borough versus what? I think that most people will not begrudge Middlesbrough coming up to the Premier League next year and having a couple of games against Wolves. It'd be great crack. It would be. Everybody, good fun. everybody enjoys the safe, the safe celebrations at the end. I went behind the um, behind the car park to, to interview the fans, and they were all jumping on me and, sh- and ruffling my hair and, and 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 laughing. And I thought it was good balance. We, we want that again, surely. Come on. I know Middlesbrough's not the the greatest away trip in the world from a distance point of view. No one wants to go there on a Tuesday night. But I'll show I'll show you some great places around there, mate. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will. Come on. Have, we, have I taken you to, to Rockcliffe Hall yet? I think we have, have I? To where? take you there? To the training ground? To the, uh, the hotel there? The five-star no, hotel? No, no, no. Oh! Keen out. Goodness me, we're going to have some fun, my friend. <laughs> Bloody hell, I'm scared now. <laughs> oh, no. It's the right type of fun. Uh, okay, let's have a look. What else have we got? Um, a big I think we're there, really. I think we're there, really. Yeah, we're kind of there. Uh, John Wilkes, is Fabio Silva's Wolves career over? Two games since Sheffield United, we've been behind in both. Hasn't played a single minute with a proper number nine needed. Who is a realistic replacement? No, I mean, Sasha obviously came on, didn't he, against Fulham. I didn't think he did very much at all, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's very much on on the edge here with Fabio. I think there's, you know, clearly a solution needs to be needs to be made. I think it's probably coming towards what we would experience or expect to be the end, whether that's a permanent end in January, whether that's a loan, but it's certainly trending in that direction. Um, and I'll work to, to get a bit more on that. But yeah, not ideal. Um, I did still feel that he might get a chance in the, in mm-hmm. the games coming up. But if we yeah. go past... Burnley at home on a Tuesday mm. and then Forest at home the following Saturday and he's either played no minutes or minimal minutes then that's that feels to me like a big message yeah um, right Wolves against Arsenal how are we looking uh, three o'clock kickoff at the Emirates difficult game of course there is plenty of decisions that are forcing Gary Neal's hands but also some that might not be from a personal point of view people pushing for a start so let's say that Ryan Aitnori is out of the game let's rule him out of the game so I'm going to say you that before you give me the teams and the way that they should approach it Keno the floor is yours in that case um, I think it's three changes and it's all three enforced changes I think it's probably Doc from the start at left wing back in replace of Eight Nori, and I think it's okay. Not not Bueno. No, I think I think I might just edge it to, to Doc, and then I think it'll be Booba and Tommy Doyle in midfield. I think he he plays Bellegarde again in that almost midfield floaty role that he's got. I think he brings Huang Central alongside Cunha again. I think this system um, with this personnel is working at the moment in the absence of Pedro Neto. Um, I think he sticks with it. And that means about five. And I've just realised it will be four changes because Craig Dawson's back. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> so literally in my head as I'm going through the team, I went, oh, wait a second, that is four changes. Um, no, yeah, I think Dawson will come back in for, for Santi Bueno as well. But aside from that, I, I think the rest of the players that are available will will keep their place. And it, the, only, the only reason I can see, apart from something tactical that... Gary Neal has spotted. The only reason I can see for making any other changes would be would be if there was a player on the bench who was screaming out to pushing, play yeah. and, and, and pushing. And aside from Pablo Sarabia's opportunity at, at Spurs, which obviously he didn't even play a minute at Fulham, which no, he no. seemed he seemed to not take very well on, on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. Uh, no. Yeah, he did he did post a sort of 
pondering emoji when someone added him on a Wolves post and said, why didn't Travia play any minutes? Oh, really? Um, okay. But that's just... I, I'm not going to read too much into that. That's just a player uh, you know, annoyed that he hasn't oh, you played. You want them to be pissed that they're not playing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not you know, reading too much into that, but he's clearly annoyed that he didn't, didn't play in that mm. game. Aside from that moment with Sarabia, there's no one else really right now who's... who's screaming out from their opportunity. Sasha, as I said, came on at Fulham, didn't think he did very well at all. So, for that reason alone, unless there's something tactical, as I said, I don't think any of the other players that are available will uh, will miss out. Yeah, I do think that, um, let's say, you said Pedro Neto might not be available, you predicted that he might not play any minutes in those two home games. I'm not saying Arsenal tomorrow, I don't think that's the type of game, but I, I do think that he would be pushing for a starting place and I'd be inclined to play Pablo Sarabia in a front three for those two games against Forrest and Burnley. Yeah, yeah. I okay, could, I could, right. And that's with playing Bellegarde in midfield as well. And agreed, defender. agreed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah I, can, I can see the argument for that. It's whether you then, okay. you then you probably then play, unless Aitnori is available, you probably play Totti at left-back mm-hmm. and play it as a as a more defensive minded back four, so to I speak. I don't mind that. I don't um, mind that. Which I don't mind at all. I think Totti's very good there actually. So yeah, I can see an argument for that, but I don't think you do that for Arsenal, do you? Um no. <laughs> by by any means. No. I think that would be the last thing you want to do. Um you look at how Arsenal have struggled this season and they've struggled against teams that play a low block. They've struggled to break teams down. When teams come out like Lens did the other day or last night, whatever it was in the in the Champions League is it, it, it Lens? Are we pronouncing the S, are we? Oh, I don't care. Um, <laughs> they, get, they get opened up. And they get turned over. So I think Wolves will probably be... Look, Wolves are under Gary Neal have been more exciting, better to mm. watch, score more goals. But I think he'll be cautious in that game. And that's probably the right approach. Rockabye, baby, rockabye. Rockabye, that's the song. Do you, you like that song now? That's Anne-Marie. Oh no, I do know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. Did, I didn't know. Song. I didn't know when you sang it because you were totally out of tune. But <laughs> well, I don't know. I was just trying to. Do, 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 do. No, not feeling it. No. Sean Paul and Anne Marie apparently, but a good, good tune. Quite Mr. Worldwide. Bopping to it, pardon. Mr. Worldwide. That's his nickname, Sean Paul. Is it Mr. Worldwide? Yeah. Stop it. I'm being serious. Google it. Oh my god, I can't. I haven't got time. Um, Mr. Right. 305. Um, Arsenal had a really difficult game, uh, Champions League, and struggled in their 6 0 win. Um, so they're coming to Wolves on Saturday. Um, I'll go first, Liam. I'll leave the floor to you for the present, uh, for the prize. And we'll give away a training top and we'll give away that, that air fryer. How's that? Bloody, I can't say fairer than that, lad. Can't say fairer than that. Right, okay, so. Uh, I'd love to say it was more positive than this, but I think it's going to be, especially with Lamina out um, and, and Joe Gomez. Um, and also could rest some of the players. I think Saka came off after like uh, just after the hour mark last night. They're pretty much at full strength. I think this could be a very difficult game for Wolves. And for me, it's just how many they restrict Arsenal to. I don't give them much hope in this game, but I'm going to say that it's Arsenal 2, Wolves 0. Okay, so for the, for the prizes... Mm. Um, got it, got it, got it, got a bet with your head. I hope I get this right because it will be oh. a nice consolation after a very oh. diffi- after a very difficult day. <laughs> oh Christ! I thought you were going to go for a draw then. But no, I think no, it no. could be battering. Okay, go on. So Wolves haven't, re- <laughs> apart from maybe Brighton at home, Wolves have not really been turned over mm. by any team this season. Yeah. Um, I think this will yeah. be their one sort of off day 
or their Aye. or their most recent off day at least anyway. And I think I, I, I've just got a feeling it will go badly. I yeah. hope I'm wrong, but I'm yeah. gonna say Wolves lose three nil. Yeah, I was between two and three to be honest. I really was. I think it'll be a difficult day. But the most important thing is, Liam, is that I will be there, you'll be there, the fans will be there, and we will still have a ball regardless and we'll support the boys all the way until the 98th, 9th, 10th minute, whichever way, whichever minute VR wants to get involved in. But uh, And look, you never know. When you go with no expectations and you're the underdogs, sometimes that's when Wolves can, can, can you know put a surprise together. So you never, ever know, do you? That was almost a nice rallying cry. I'm ready to go now. I'm excited for the... well. The plentiful banquet that is going to Are be you... on offer. Oh yes! Oh the food! Oh, I forgot it's about the bad, food. It? Glorious! I'm excited. Are you? Uh, are you staying in London on the night? Uh, I don't believe so. No, I've not oh. had the invite from you, so I'm. Uh, I'm going to. No, I've got friends around me. Not yet. I'm joking. Yeah, but, I'm joking. No, no, I wouldn't no. be invited to the friendly oh, gathering. Got, I've got like a one-year-old staying as well, though, on that night. Oh, that's sad. Not great. That's upsetting. Not great. Struggle with that. But that's um... what you get for leaving me on my own, lad. I know, I tell you. We'll have to have another night out in London soon. We've got plenty more opportunities to do it because we're going to be in London, London a lot over the next few weeks. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we are back next week. Kino, what day are we going to do it next week? Who are we um, playing next week? Well, so the, all the well, Burnley's on Tuesday, isn't it? Pardon? Burnley's on Tuesday. Oh, it is. And then Saturday game, so it's whether... Let's do it. Let's say we can do it so I can do it. Should we do Wednesday then? Should we do... We could even do... No, I, have no, to, no. I have to double check this with um, the powers that be, uh, Mr. Max Fitzgerald, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers press officer. Um, maybe we could do a late night poddy after Burnley. A, a late night loving. A late night loving. What do you think? We haven't done one of them for a while. I mean, it would actually work for me. Oh, ho, 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 ho. A little it's... midnight in the box, looking out onto the beautiful Molyneux turf. Now this is now this is exciting. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to sleep tonight thinking about the late night loving. You need to get a life, mate. Get yourself back to muff. <laughs> right, okay. Um, happy, happy days. Uh, we'll see you all on Saturday. Fingers crossed three points. Thanks for listening. From me, from Keen, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>